Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Rajiv, hello and uh, welcome back. We're doing another podcast with TR Talks Toronto Real Estate. And today... Hello, Gita. Like, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Are you interrupting my little introduction here? So we are talking about TRESA, which is Trust in Real Estate Services Act, which actually came into being as of December 1st, 2023, um, on some of the the Facebook groups uh, for real estate agents, uh, oh my God, so much confusion surrounding uh, surrounding the act, the new uh, new rules that have come into play, implementation of these rules. How are we communicating with people? There's a lot of confusion, a lot of um, uh, you know uncertainty as to how to go about this. There, obviously, as real estate agents. Uh, we are trained um, when there are any new things going on in the real estate world and we're required to be up to date Absolutely, with Gita. what those changes I, are. I, I just, sorry to um, talk over you. Um, I just want to say is that not only the agents, there are consumers, some of the consumers we have connected with, we got calls from, they also, I think, have misinterpreted uh, the, the definition of TRESA because they feel that, you know, I'm calling you because I want to do this and that and I will do that. So what I'm saying is it has not been anything new is always going to take time mm-hmm. to get into the system. Yes. So what is TRESA? TRESA is basically it's the way realtors do business um, is changing because a key element of Tressa is, and really seven changes for realtors, but what we want to talk about specifically is how consumers are impacted by Tressa, which used to be called Reba. Um, and it basically the code of ethics, which as it relates to integrity, quality of service and conflicts of interest, it's changed. There's a new principle based code of ethics, um, that has been implemented. And Honestly, I personally am very happy about this, Rajiv. And so am I. Yeah, because with over almost 75,000 realtors um, in the GTA, and, you know, without uh, wanting to badmouth any individual or any fellow realtor in the industry, I think that um, a lot of times the real estate industry gets a bad reputation because of some of the some of the goings on. And um, what happens is we want to be held to a high standard. And at Team Rajpal, we're very, very particular about that, about doing things in a way that is above, um, you know, it's above any kind of reproach. We are absolutely focused on, you know, holding ourselves to the highest standard and level of integrity. And we expect that from the other agents we work with, other service providers. And honestly, we expect the same from the community, the consumers that we work with. Absolutely, Gita. And b- see, why we as Team Rajpal have welcomed this Tressa is because 
most of this which was already there we had always followed the same system integrity and ethics have always been our high priority we've always put our clients interests first mm-hmm. no matter what we have never tried to try to jeopardize um, a relationship with a client just because of a transaction we are getting advantage with absolutely so we have never done that and the thing is tressa now so there's several changes this is one of them but tressa now allows for everything to be a lot more transparent so where you know where there are issues um when it comes to uh code of ethics or integrity the process to actually complain has become a lot easier. So we want to put that out there because it's important for people to know. Um and the discipline committee um with this new act has the ability to suspend, revoke or apply conditions to a registration. Um it does have the ability to investigate a realtor's conduct and refer the matter to the discipline committee. Whether a formal complaint is made or not, and honestly, before it was a much uh, more tedious process to actually file a complaint. Um so on that note another key element so there's a few other things specifically as it relates to realtors but an important thing that we want to for the purpose of this podcast is uh, share with the listeners uh the RICO information guide which has been introduced it's an 11 page document and this has been introduced so that realtors can share with prospective clients uh buyers and sellers alike um and i i believe it applies to to tenants uh and landlords as well uh it is a rico information guide which basically walks people through their responsibilities their rights the realtor's responsibilities and the definition of of who you can be you can either be a client or you can be a self-represented party so just going back and and I think let's talk a little bit more about this because this is really a, an important piece um of this whole guide and this is what you were talking about Rajiv people now calling in and like saying hello yes I am representing myself and I would like to see this property and um you know so when can you show it to me but not having all the information when people read up on okay here's a new law in the real estate industry you can now self represent this existed before this existed before absolutely as it was called customer service and it was not clear what customer service relationship is now, i i will jump in and just say that the tressa has made it very clear customer service is not being replaced by SRP yeah. and and we're just going to say SRP which is self-represented party. However, the reason this came into being was there was so much confusion uh around uh being a customer versus a client. So maybe let's go yes. to pre-Tressa and talk about previously before this act somebody could either be a client or they could be a customer. Yes. And what happened was that um you know if a customer service uh, the the potential buyer or a seller or landlord or tenant came to an agent Let, let's use a buyer bu- as an or, example yes. yeah so we want information on this property but we don't want to sign a representation 
So, and the agent is saying, okay, this is my listing. I can happy, I'm happy to help you buy this, but I don't want to double end the deal so you will be my customer. Uh, but at the customer, um, I will not disclose information which is prudent to favor the seller. Mm-hmm. So custom, then the buyer said, why I am not able to get more information, so I need you know details. So customer service, so it was always a two-sided. Um, buyer doesn't want to give a commitment. The seller agent says, you, if you cannot give commitment, I cannot represent you. And also, I mean, just the the thought behind it. You're a client. Okay, now I'm a customer. I can, I as a realtor can share some information, but now I'm not necessarily providing advice and guidance. So there used to be such a level of confusion around this and multiple offers and double ending um, got a really, uh, you know, it put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, because some of that was, you know, it was taken advantage of. But what Tressa has done is clarified you can either be a client where you are getting representation and you are being represented by a professional real estate agent or you're not. It's simple. There's no such thing as customer service and there's no such thing as being um, helped to a certain degree you are going to be self-represented. And then this document, uh, which is the RICO Information Guide, walks you through the, um, the challenges that you might have and the risks that you might be taking by being self-represented. Just like, oh, I fell on the road mm-hmm. and I... Oh, have, analogy, analogy. I have, <laughs> I have cracked my foot... And I don't want to go to the doctor to take doctor's advice, but I will go on YouTube how to fix my broken leg. So that is called self-representation. You're not going to a professional for their expertise, but you want to, or maybe you can take example of a car. You know, you're, uh, you're some problem in the car, you go YouTube to just find how to fix it. There are some things by YouTube, it is very beneficial. You know, sometimes you're, freezer is not uh, you know making ice you just see what is wrong with that a little bit of adjustment can be done but not for the detail information you can get from youtube the technicality about it i mean and think about it rajiv something as simple as that like we're here talking about an investment of millions of dollars so it's it stands to reason that you would want to have representation now the argument can be made uh, by some well i have bought and sold in real estate many many times i am very comfortable being self-represented and that is perfectly all right that is perfectly all right you can choose to do that but please understand that when you ask us for our opinion and our advice that is something that by law we cannot provide you. So this is what the clarity is now because it has become a law. Yes. That any advice with regards to a real estate property um, or real estate is property uh, about real estate it becomes an advice by an expert or a licensed agent. Mm-hmm. So that is why the clarity has been more open now. Yeah, and and so if there is any kind of assistance that is being provided, it is being provided as a service to our client. 
And so um, that's, and to give an example, okay, uh, you have somebody that walks in to an open house and we are representing the best interests of our seller clients. You've walked into an open house and you uh, have said that you are self-representing and you would like to know information about um, the neighborhood or the actual property in terms of specs of the property. Absolutely. That is information that we can share. Yes. As a professional, we are going to provide those facts about the property, um, uh, perhaps about the neighborhood. But now if you get into details of why would this property be listed at this price and how did you determine that price and and what are the other comps and and what would be the other comps and which specific properties would you have uh you know used as a comparable and you know what are other issues that i should consider when i'm looking at this neighborhood all of that comes under the umbrella of advice and guidance by a professional we are no longer we are not permitted and will not be sharing that information if you are self-represented. So it is important to know the risks of representing yourself. Yeah, I think once again, I would say it's a great, great um, Tressa law has come out. It has explained so well, you know, it is just getting used to it and people will be more comfortable as they have more clarity of understanding themselves. Absolutely. And uh, the other thing is, uh, the other big change is to do with contracts and how you're being represented. So uh, one of the big issues that would keep coming up was around uh, multiple offers. And previously, uh, so pre-TRESA, your listing agreement, for example, was with the brokerage. Now, that meant that if there was an offer by anyone, supposing the brokerage had 200 agents, any one of those 200 agents brings an offer on the listing, let's say it's Gita's listing, and any other agent brings an offer, it's still multiple representation. So that means that all those agents under that brokerage um, are under multiple representation with the seller. Yep. But what's changed now is designated representation. So while your listing is still with the brokerage, you have designated representation. And so if I'm the designated representative as a listing agent, but now XYZ from the brokerage has a buyer and brings the buyer to the property, that is no longer considered multiple representation. Yes, so that is something, I think it's such a nice and beautiful way of bringing this clarity is that you have a designated seller agent and then you have a designated buyer agent. Exactly. And, and, um, if, so that keeps things very clear and very separate. Uh, another big change is, is to do with offers. So that's an exciting one. That is a good one. It is. So for the longest time, now we've had several years of bidding wars, multiple offers, and a a lot of the buyer community was getting frustrated uh, with, you know, this, this closed bidding 
and not knowing and wondering if there's anything, you know, that is, you know, not quite right that is going on. So to in the, in the, um, in the goal to make things a lot more open and transparent under Tressa, the sellers have the right to disclose any or all information about an offer that is submitted on their property. And they can, they do have to sign an additional form to provide that authority. Now here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. You know what I'm getting? Yes, I know. Yeah. Which is, which is because when they allow to disclose the offer, there is no other form for the buyer, but this, the buyer agent will explain that to the buyer. Buyer can actually put a clause in the offer that if the seller discloses my, any of my content of my offer, then my offer becomes null and void. So th- think about the, like, l- just think about how s- silly, I, I don't know if it's silly or if it's funny, because it's the same buyers that were asking for this openness. They, they wanted open bidding. Let, let the multiple offer process be very yeah. open and clear and transparent. And now that it is going that way, so you might have a seller saying, I'm okay to share the prices, the conditions, the closing date of all the offers that I get on my property. But now, if the buyers choose to put into their put this clause into their offer <laughs> then it's then it becomes really complicated because it's like okay these two buyers do not want to have so now the buyer wants to know why they're holding back the information but if you disclose my information then you cannot my offer is withdrawn exactly they so want the other information but they don't want their information disclosed so now who is doing what yeah so that is the i think this is a very good cl- Important again thing is, Gita, is that the realtors, agents, they need to understand this system and explain and walk through their clients, buyer clients very well in a proper way so they don't get afraid. Same thing is with the seller agent. A hundred percent. And um, and I think um, as well, just giving these additional rights to, to sellers and, of course, buyers, it does make the process more uh, transparent, and it does allow for a better control on, um, you know, what could be otherwise very uh, questionable practices uh, in the industry as well. Yeah, mind you, Gita, this was um, all brought brought to all the realtors, including us, from the beginning of last year, 2023 in the spring, they were trying to, you know, do podcasts and they were trying to do a video uh, presentation to to all the realtors. But nobody was listening it fully, except a handful of them. We were also not listening to things. Now December 1st came in and suddenly we have, in December and January, we had all these calls coming in and we were doing these courses to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us also it has been new it is very much new but because we have always followed a certain way of doing business for clarity for us and for our clients so it was easier for it has been easier for us I, no you're absolutely right Rajiv and in fact I'll just touch on that because uh, for the longest time we have when we've had a call coming in about one of our listings and so or even somebody coming into an open house and i'm speaking specifically about buyers our first 
goal and which is our mission statement is to guide, educate and empower people. So with that goal in mind, we are always looking to set up a call, set up an appointment so that we can walk buyers through the process of buying, especially when they're first time buyers. And most agents don't go that route. We talk about the four steps of buying and the first step is actually meeting with us in the office as opposed to jumping in the car and going and showing property, which is what most people tend to do. This is why this form, this uh, 11 page RICO information guide has become uh, a bit of a, a fear for a lot of agents because they're like, oh my God, what is the public going to think? Now they have to read through all of this and they actually have to acknowledge that they've been walked through this document and they have to sign and acknowledge. To us, it was never a big thing because that was actually the first step we've always done since we've been in business. And the good part, Gita, is also that instead of now printing and making these brochures, Rico has done a great thing is yes. they have created a, a link. Mm-hmm. They say you send the link to your prospective client, mm-hmm. not to the client, but prospective client whom you, who is going to work with you and you're going to work with. As soon as you send it to that prospective client, Rico gets notified that it has been sent. And then if the, when the client has read it and signed it, Rico and the real estate agent who has sent it get notification that it has been processed and acknowledged by the prospective client. So this is a great, great tool that, you know, everything has been now recorded. It is now mandatory. Absolutely. And um, and I think so, yes, having it sent by, um, you know, w- with the online link makes it very easy. It is important to read through it. Uh, and this also allows for more clarity when it comes to the actual contract that is being signed because it goes over what the holdover clause is, what are termination provisions, um, how does uh, remuneration work. So it's everything that sometimes uh, realtors may fear, and and not everybody, but if you are not confident in your own skill and what you are sharing with the public, then yes, you you may not want to have so much clarity and all of this sharing um, happening with them. But I think it's very, very important. It's very helpful for buyers and sellers to understand that they're either a client or they're self-represented. What is designated representation? What happens in multiple representation? How can you actually make a complaint if you need to to RICO? And what are the different elements of the contract that um, you would like to know a little bit more about? And and you know, it's more some of the fine print that doesn't always come to light. Yes, and this all onus comes to us. Of course. As professional real estate agents, we should know this booklet very well in and out. Just like, you know, there was many years ago, we used to have open book exam. Yes. And we, everybody thought, oh my God, so easy to pass. We, we know where you can't. In the, what I liked about open book exam was you need to read the book to make the notes what topic is where. To answer the question. A hundred percent. If you have not read and you don't know what is why, and you know, then open book exam is no good for you. No, it isn't. It's like, it's like multiple choice exams <laughs> too. I mean, multiple choice is great, but you have to know your stuff. Yes. <laughs> so 
Yes. So this I thought was very opportune. It was an important topic. Uh, it is important for listeners, uh, buyers, sellers, uh, tenants, landlords alike to understand what your rights are, what the risks are if you choose not to have a uh, real estate representation and uh, what your responsibilities are. Um, and, and, you know, uh, to listeners, I would um, suggest if you would like to know more about this, send us a message, reach us regarding this, and we will also walk you through and maybe also we'll, you know, help you understand what it is. And we can send you the link as well. Absolutely. So that you know, you can understand what we are talking about. It is a great, great thing for you as listeners. Absolutely. And and you may not be looking to do anything in real estate in the immediate future, but it's a it's good information to have. Yes. So on that exciting note, please follow and share this podcast with your family and friends. Comment and ask questions. We would love to get your questions um, on this, on Tressa or anything at all to do with real estate. We are your real estate resource in the GTA. And we hope that you will make requests on topics that you would like us to cover. And thank you as always for your five-star reviews. And here's to another great week. Have a good one. TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Geeta Rajpal and Nicholas Sip are sales representatives, all registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.